You're listening to the New Hope Church podcast. To learn more about what we're doing on the south side of Indianapolis, you can check us out online at becomehope.com. If you like what you're hearing here, be sure you check out one of our companion podcasts. We have a daily devotional podcast called Let's Find Out Together, as well as an apologetics podcast called Salty Saints. Let's listen in as today's talk comes from Randy Spade. Good morning. It's great to see you here. Thank you so much for coming, spending part of your busy day here with us. Today we're starting a new sermon series. It's from the book of Proverbs. All the month of September, we're going to be in the book of Proverbs. Today we're just going to kind of get to know the book of Proverbs a little bit. So if you have your Bibles with you, open them up to Proverbs chapter 1. It was a confusing time for the nation. There were two opposing parties that stood in clear opposition to each other. One led by an aging leader, so old that some felt that he was actually suffering from dementia, believed in a central powerful government. If they didn't have power, in the government. The country would not be able to move ahead. The other, not in power, believed the government should be pushed down to regional and local authorities. The country was clearly divided. One of the key issues was taxes. The people passionately asked the government to suspend taxes or at least diminish the taxes, lower the taxes. But after consideration, the government responded that they would be taxed even more to be able to support the government's increased programs. Both sides had their own version of the truth. One side accused the other of not caring about normal citizens. The other side said that the existing government was only focused on staying in power. Who was right? The real question that they were dealing with was, where can we find truth? So let me tell you how that story played out. The aging leader King David died. Who'd you think I was talking about? (laughs) The more things change, the more they stay the same, right? His son actually tried to kill the leader of the opposing party. The leader of the opposing party was Jeroboam. And Jeroboam had to flee to Egypt in order to avoid being killed. After Solomon died, Jeroboam came back and the kingdom was split. Today, we start a new sermon series, Wisdom. Because in the middle of all of that, King Solomon wrote a book, the book of Proverbs, 
And the basic idea of the book of Proverbs is what's true. Where do we find truth? What does it look like? How do we do it? Now, wisdom literature is known. Solomon's not the first one to write wisdom literature. It exists in other countries. The wisdom literature that they wrote looks somewhat similar to the book of Proverbs, but it's in Solomon that the art form is really developed. We get an entire book. It's preserved for us. We get um, God's voice through the wisdom that Solomon wrote. His is the most developed. Solomon's is the most developed, the most distributed. Today, all we want to do is kind of take a look at Proverbs, the entire book. He starts with seven verses of introduction. So at the very start, the first seven verses deals with an introduction to the, to the book of Proverbs. Book of Proverbs. It starts off this way. These are the Proverbs of Solomon, David's son, the king of Israel. And then over the next six verses, he explains the purpose. The purpose of the book of Proverbs is to teach people wisdom. A secondary purpose is to teach people discipline. Solomon just wants to help people do what is right. Starting in Proverbs 1.8, he explains what wisdom and folly is. So he presents wisdom and folly as opposing viewpoints. Now, in this section, uh, Solomon speaks like a father would speak to his children. And so he starts off, my child, listen when your father corrects you. Don't neglect your mother's instruction. In fact, 20 times in the first 10 chapters, he says, my son or my daughter, my children. And he very much talks like a dad would talk to his children trying to teach them the right way to do things. He talks about wisdom as lady wisdom. Wisdom is always an elegant, elegant woman who stands in the street and calls people, invites people to sit at her table to learn what's right. But he presents folly also as a woman. But she's not elegant like wisdom. She's a seductress. She stands in the alleys and she calls. She whispers, especially to men, as they walk by, come here. Wisdom and folly over these first 10 chapters are spelled out. We see what wisdom is and we see what folly is. But you know, wisdom doesn't come by reading. Wisdom doesn't come even by, by listening. So Solomon composes a workbook so that his kids 
can work their way through proverbs, short sayings that teach us the difference between right and wrong. That section runs from chapter 10 to chapter 22. Three of those verses just kind of picked at random. Proverbs 11 verses 2 to 4 says, Pride leads to disgrace, but with humility comes wisdom. Next verse, new topic. Honesty guides good people, but dishonesty destroys treacherous people. Third verse, new topic. Riches won't help on the day of judgment, but right living can save you from death. Now, the first proverb deals with pride and humility, wisdom, folly. The second verse deals with honesty, lying, wisdom, folly. The third verse deals with riches and right living, wisdom and folly. See how it works? What it looks like Solomon is trying to do is he presents this section of his book, and he's telling his children, now I want you to work with this section. You take it and you organize it. Get to know these Proverbs and then put all the Proverbs on pride and humility together. Put all the Proverbs on honesty and dishonesty together. It's by working with the Proverbs, learning them, rearranging them, writing them down again, that he hopes that his children will begin to absorb wisdom from what he says. Then when he finishes this workbook, he comes back at the very end of the book and he presents more wisdom, starting in chapter 22, verse 17. Listen to the words of the wise. Now he has other sermonettes, other sayings of the wise. A couple of verses later, he says, I've written 30 sayings for you. And what we have are 30 thematic sermonettes that follows. They're all short. The longest one is about eight verses. The shortest one is about four verses. But they just deal with different topics, one after the other. He finishes that in chapter 24. Then in chapter 25, he comes back and he says, now here are even more Proverbs of Solomon collected by the advisors of King Hezekiah of Judah. So this is the structure of the book of Proverbs. In the book of Proverbs, what we see is that Solomon wants us to embody wisdom. He doesn't just want us to read it. He wants us to know it. He wants us to live by it. He wants us to figure out wisdom and folly on our own. Is the book of Proverbs, it's, it's not simplistic. It's not like it says, hey, make the good, wonderful, marvelous choice that'll lead to blessing instead of making the horrible, horrible choice that immediately leads to failure and problems. No, it's a domino. We make the small choices, the small good choices, 
and one domino tips the next one and the next one, and it ends up in blessing. Or we make the, the small bad choice, and one domino tips the next and the next and the next, and we end up in a heap of trouble. That's what Proverbs is saying to us. Make wise choices in the small things. The big things will take care of themselves. So what we're saying is this. In the book of Proverbs, the basic message is that wisdom says, make wise choices. It's as simple as that. But it's as hard as that. Do it in the small things and the big things will take care of themselves. Now, like we mentioned, you don't just gain wisdom by hearing a sermon. We want you to work with the book of Proverbs. During the month of September, read the book of Proverbs. You may be reading through the Bible in a year. That's fantastic. Keep doing that. But add to it, reading the book of Proverbs. I have a friend who observed that there are 31 chapters in the book of Proverbs and seven months out of the year has 31 days. So he reads a chapter a day. Today is the fourth, so he should be on, on the fourth chapter of Proverbs. So go home today and read the first four chapters to catch up. On the 11th, you ought to be on chapter 11. On the 27th, you ought to be on chapter 27. When you get to September 30th, well, September is one of those five months that doesn't have 31 days. You only have 30 days. So read two chapters on the 30th. But read through the book of Proverbs. Meditate on the book of Proverbs. Let them sink into your heart. Pick one and say, how do I apply that today? Thanks for tuning in to the New Hope Church podcast. If you would do us a favor and like or subscribe on your favorite platform, we would really appreciate it. Also, if you happen to have any questions, feel free to reach out to us at questions at becomehope.com. Have a great week and know that we are praying for you as you seek to be Jesus in every corner of your world.